the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you today for Hour 2 of our program. We're together each and every day from 3 to 5, each and every weekday. And you'll find us at various times on the weekends also, but we're live 3 to 5 each and every weekday. It's always good to be with you. February 1st, good to um, already be in the second month of the year with you. And I think it's a great place to be, unless you're at LAX right now where the power went out, apparently. I guess they're getting it back on, but uh, somebody over there turned the wrong switch or something and the the power's gone. I mentioned that uh, we were fortunate uh, and blessed to be able to go to Hawaii uh, while I was on vacation last week. And I don't know if you've ever flown out of terminal of uh, Gates B at the Tom Bradley terminal at LAX. Uh, you have to uh, walk in this tunnel that is so long that I finally realized why the Hawaii plane tickets were a lot more affordable than you would think. It's because you walk halfway to Hawaii before you even get there. Anyway, it's good to be with you today. I want to share something with you. Now, I want you to pay attention to this because this is going to be life altering. Okay. This is going to be something that you're you're not expecting and that I'm only beginning to understand. But I want to share this with you, okay? So so hang in there with me. All right? I think this matters a lot. Now, what I want you to do is I'm going to I'm going to share with you a brief devotional from the book of 1 John. All right? Bible book of 1 John. Now, Stick with me. This will be short. I promise you I'll have you out of here, you know, in time for, you know, dinner and whatever else. I have to say that, you know, as a as a Baptist preacher, you know, people are always concerned about lunch. There used to be a guy sat in the fourth row of my church. And if ever my sermon was going long, which was every week, he would literally put his left arm in the air where his watch was, and he would point to his watch with his right arm. And everyone in the room could see him doing that. <laughs> He was like, you got to get on with it. I finally found out that wherever he, he lived in a retirement area and, uh, you know, lunch started at 12 o'clock or something. He needed to get back for that. All right. So uh, listen to this. All right. This is a devotion in the book of First John. I want you to pay careful attention. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, today I would like to speak about the book of First John, a letter written by the Apostle John to a community of believers reminding them of the importance of living in obedience to God's commands and bearing witness to the truth of the gospel. In First John, John emphasizes the importance of loving one another as a reflection of God's love for us. He writes, We know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in death. That's 1 John 3.14. John also stresses the importance of living in the truth, for the truth will set you free, John 8.32. That's the Gospel of John. He reminds us that those who live in the truth have nothing to hide and that the truth will be revealed in due time. He writes, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1, 8 and 9. The book of 1 John is a call to live life 
live a life of love and truth, to walk in the light and not in darkness, to confess our sins and to forgive others as we have forgiven as we have been forgiven. It reminds us that God's love and grace are the foundation of our faith and that our love for one another is proof of our salvation. So let us walk in the light of God's love and truth, confessing our sins and forgiving others so that the world may know that we are his children. Let us love one another as he has loved us. For this is love, not that we loved God, but he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. 1 John 4.10. May God bless you and fill you with his love and truth now and always. Amen. Now, I read that devotion to you. I didn't write that devotion. Artificial intelligence wrote that devotion, and it did it in about 15 seconds. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's called Chat GPT. It is something new that has been released that you can go to for free. Just go to openai.com is the website. And maybe you've been hearing about this. There's lots of people commenting on it. They're calling this a disruptive technology, that it's going to change the way we live. I just gave you a brief devotional on 1 John, and all I told it to do was write a sermon on the book of 1 John. And every word I read you in the same language I read you is what that came up with in 15 seconds. And it's pretty good. Now, they, there's like one mistake in there where it has the uh, John 8, 32, the truth will set you free. That's not in First John, it's in the Gospel of John. That's the only thing in it that really I could say, you know, it's a little surfacey as far as some of the depth you might go into in First John. But isn't that incredible? This is, this is something that they say is going to change the world. Have you gone into this? Uh, I'd love to hear your story or things like this. Uh, how does it impact you? I'm going to share with you some more stuff. The number is 888-528-2557 if you want to join the conversation, 888-528-2557. What this does is it is like a – it is an artificial intelligence database that has been capable of passing the bar exam. It has passed medical exams. It is, it is an unbelievable thing that is going to change the way we live, the way we do our jobs. It writes text in language that is well done. It is able to take what you ask it to do and create text that is incredible. I wrote, I said, do a commercial for this program, okay? And uh, so the first time I did it, I did it and it says, uh, I said, write a commercial for the Southern California Live Show with Scott Furrow. Uh, and it says, and it writes like a script. And I'm telling you, this was 15 seconds this came out. And it says, the scene opens with Scott Furrow walking on the beach in Southern California, a beautiful sunset in the background. And then it says, Scott, smiling and looking into the camera. Hey there, I'm Scott Furrow, and I'm excited to invite you to join me for Southern California Live. And then it cuts to a montage of Scott exploring different iconic locations in Southern California, like Venice Beach, the Hollywood sign, and the San Diego Zoo. And then Scott in a voiceover. Whether you're a local visitor, there's always something new and exciting to discover in Southern California. And I realize as it kind of goes on, it creates this commercial. It has the Santa Monica Pier and a whole bunch of Southern California things. And I, okay, it doesn't know it's a Christian talk show. I didn't do that. So I said, I'm going to get more specific. So then I typed in this, write a commercial for the Christian radio talk show called Live with Pastor Scott. So I just changed the name. And it says this, listen to this, 15 seconds, let's kick this out. The scene opens with Pastor Scott walking through a bustling city street, talking into a microphone. Pastor Scott, smiling and greeting the audience. Hello and welcome to Live with Pastor Scott, your source of faith, inspiration, and practical advice for daily living. 
and then a cut to a montage of Pastor Scott. Apparently, the computer likes the montages. Cut to a montage of Pastor Scott speaking to different people in the community, counseling and praying with them and leading worship in his church. Pastor Scott, voiceover. Every day we face challenges that test our faith and strength, but with God's love and guidance, we can overcome any obstacle. Cut back to Pastor Scott sitting in a comfortable, homely studio. Pastor Scott, smiling and looking into the camera. And that's exactly what we'll be discussing on our show. Join me uh, every week. I should have said every day. I didn't know it was a daily show. Uh, Join me every week as we explore the teachings of the Bible and learn from inspiring guests and hear stories of hope and transformation. Scene changes to Pastor Scott leading a panel discussion with a group of lively and engaged listeners. Pastor Scott energetically. And don't forget to call in with your questions and comments. Our show is designed to be an interactive and supportive community where we can come together to strengthen our faith and encourage one another. Scott closes with Pastor Scott smiling, or the scene closes with Pastor Scott smiling and waving at the camera as the show's logo and airtime appear on the screen. And then an announcer, uh, who's not me, some other announcer comes on. Tune in every week, live with Pastor Scott, your source for uplifting and relevant Christian radio. Get ready to be inspired, encouraged, and challenged every week. Fifteen seconds it came out with that. I showed that to some people around here who write copy for advertisements, and they were blown away. Like when I look at it, there's some things I would tweak, but it doesn't know this show. It doesn't listen to this show, this computer. All I said was, write a commercial for the Christian radio talk show called Live with Pastor Scott. And it came up with that. It's called a disruptive technology. A few years ago, in 2006 or seven, I don't remember what it was, the, the iPhone, which was the first smartphone, okay, it came out in 2007, released to the public in 2007. It was developed around 2004 and uh, got announced in January of 2007 and went for sale uh, that later that summer in 2007. At some point before it went on sale, I don't remember, honestly, if it was after the announcement, uh, but before it went on sale or if maybe if it was before that. There are lots of rumors, you know, about the iPhone coming out and that it would be an Internet device and kind of, you know, you didn't really know what it was. At some point there was an announcement. Well, I went to this event and I met a guy there who worked for Apple. And this would have been uh, a few months before it came out. And uh, he said he works for Apple and this and that. And I looked at him as he was explaining what he's an engineer or something. And I said to him, I just looked at him and I said, do you have it? And he looked at me and he goes, what do you mean? I said, do you have it on you? Now you have to realize there was a bunch of buzz about this thing. No one had seen one before, but I knew they have to be testing it, right? Their employees must be walking around with them. They've got to be able to see if this works. And he said, well, you can't tell anybody. And I said, I won't. And he pulls out the iPhone from his pocket. He had it. And he showed it to me. And he showed me how it goes on the Internet, showed me what the apps do, showed me how, the, how it works as your iPod and all this different stuff. And it was an incredible moment. And you realized immediately when you saw it, this is going to change life. Think about this for a minute. Where, how has our life changed since we had iPhones? It's been completely different for the better or worse. I think it's, it's both better and both not. Uh, this is Southern California live. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. If you want to join the conversation. So he showed me this and I knew it was a, it was called a disruptive technology. That's when I, that's when I learned the term. In fact, he told me, he said, we think this is going to be, Apple thinks this is going to be a disruptive technology, meaning that it's going to change what a phone actually is for people. And he was 100% right. 
It was it changed the world. Now we rely on our smartphones so much. We're kind of moving to an era, right, where people want to go back to the flip phone because it's also complicated the world in some ways. This chat program, and I'll share with you some other examples, is going to be what people are saying, another disruptive technology. And kids are going to use it. They're already using it, by the way, to write term papers for schools. Like I said, it's smart enough where it passed the bar exam. It's smart enough where it passed medical exams. That's, that is what's coming. It's going to change the world. What do you think? 888-528-2557. Let's go to Laura in Gardena. Welcome to Southern California Live. Hi. Hi, Laura. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good. Uh, okay. So my take on that is what happens to the human brain and your, the, your creativity. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, using it as a support to what an idea or ideas that you want to write down that I think that's great. But for you to give it that uh, prompting in terms of what you want and it does the whole thing for you, you know, I'm thinking about people who uh, suddenly can write books. Uh, uh, Where does, and I guess, I don't know, I guess plagiarism would play a part in that. But my whole thing is that, I mean, you know, it's brilliant, but I I, uh, don't feel that it would be a benefit uh, because even, as you said, students are using it right now to write theme papers. Mm -hmm. Okay, so so then they use this instrument to write the paper for them instead of using their own ability to come up with ideas, put them together, and uh, show their genius. Yeah, I think that is a great point. It's it is something that I think um you know, it makes us dumber, I guess. <laughs> right? But but somebody's got to be smart because it's got to be this the text has to get in there. I'll explain later maybe how it works. Um and okay. the the crazy thing is what if it's wrong? What if it's wrong? Yeah, and you're doing it for something serious. Okay. And then See, I, I am also a Christian, and I go to church, and I listen to uh, sermons, uh, you know, uh, every Sunday. And uh, I would like to think that my minister is going to the Word, and he is going before the throne of God, uh, asking God to give him a message for the people. And if you have a minister doing that, wow. It'll write, it'll write the whole sermon. I'm going to try a few different things on there. Like that, and like I said, the first John thing I gave you is short, and it was but pretty good, except for one place it got it from the wrong John. Mm-hmm. And so you got to even know what you're talking about to correct it. But you're right; it's something that um, a preacher, a pastor, a Bible study leader could just use. It can be used as a tool to help you, but it can also be just a cheat, right? Exactly. Uh, and I think you're right on, Laura. That is one of the things that this technology is is while it is an incredible tool, in a way, I think it's going to take away from from us. It's a it's a bizarre yeah. thing. Thank you so much for yeah. calling, Laura, uh, Southern California Thank Live, you. and uh, that insight. I think Laura is. Uh, I think Laura gets it. Um, but I also think we're going to have to deal with it because this is here, my friends. Today, the company that uh, owns this is called OpenAI. Uh, they started offering a subscription plan for it, twenty bucks a month. So. 
basically right now it's free. You can go use it on their website, but if uh, the website gets overloaded sometimes, there's too many people using it, and it's, you know, for 20 bucks a month, you can get on a different server or something, and it will uh, function for you. Uh, what are some questions that you would like me to ask it? Like, if you're curious about this, you can give me a call, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I got real curious about this. What's it going to say? So I wrote, what's the gospel of Jesus Christ? Here's what it said. The gospel of Jesus Christ refers to the message or teachings of Jesus as recorded in the New Testament of the Christian Bible about his life, death, and resurrection, and the implications of these events for the salvation of humanity. It centers around the belief that through faith in Jesus, people can have their sins forgiven and have eternal life. That's pretty good. Uh, and it's, it's artificial intelligence. It's not a person who goes in and programs this. It's basically all of the information that is out there in the world is being compi- compiled in this, and it goes out and it pulls from it. What I'm curious about is how do I know it's right? And is it going to be wrong? So I, that's why I started asking some Christian questions here. Um, you know, what are people going, who are taking this seriously, which I guess is going to happen, right, pretty soon. So I wrote, according to Christianity, how does a person become saved? And the computer said this, according to Christianity, a person becomes saved by putting their faith in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. This involves acknowledging their sinfulness and need for redemption, believing in Jesus' death and resurrection as the payment for their sins, and committing to following him as their guide for life. Christians believe that through this act of faith, they receive the forgiveness of sins and the gift of eternal life. It is a personal relationship with Jesus and not works or deeds that saves a person. The concept is expressed in John three sixteen: For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's pretty good for artificial intelligence, putting that out there. What do you think about this? Does this interest you? Do you think this is a great tool, or is this something that uh, that worries you? 888-528-2557. It's called ChatGPT. You've probably been hearing about it. I know that uh, uh, some of the speakers uh, who are kind of getting into this are raising some alarm, because particularly on social issues and things like that, what's it going to say? You know, what actually is the instruction going to be? I typed this into it. What are the dangers of gender transition? We talked about that uh, for part of the show yesterday, um, that often, you know, these the gender transition, the downside to it, which I think all of it is a downside ultimately, but the downside to it is you're not told about the fact that you are a medical patient for life. There's all kinds of side effects. There's all kinds of psychological issues that come uh, much later, uh, many, many issues. And so what some people said, well, who's programming this and how, you know, on a controversial issue like that, what's it going to say? And the thing is, the reason this is important is because this program will be writing textbooks. That's what they say, that this program is going to eliminate the job of a lot of copywriters. Because why do I need to have somebody, why do I need to hire somebody to write the information for my website or my pamphlet when I can just have somebody go to chat GPT and type in the, the question that I want and it, and it pipes out the answer? You know, I think that is really an incredible thing. Uh, So what are the dangers of gender transition? This is what it said. As a neutral AI language model, I do not have personal opinions or biases. It says I, I guess that's its pronoun, right? But there's no, uh, it's not an I, it's an it. I do not have personal uh, 
opinions or biases. However, I can provide information based on expert opinions and scientific studies. Okay, so what are those? And here's what it said. The dangers of gender transition depend on the individual and the specific medical procedures and treatments involved. Some risks and potential complications of gender-affirming hormone therapy include changes in cardiovascular health, glucose metabolism, and liver function, as well as increased risk of certain cancers. Surgical procedures such as gender confirmation surgery carry the risks associated with any surgical procedure, such as bleeding, infection, and adverse reactions to anesthesia. That's all it says. Uh, It's important to note that gender transition is a complex and personal decision and the potential benefits and risks should be carefully considered and discussed with the doctor. Furthermore, access to safe and effective medical care is crucial for individuals undergoing gender transition. I wonder if somehow there's like a lawyer who is making it say this, right? Because you don't want to get medical advice from this, do you? Uh, And here's where it gives its opinion after it said it won't give the opinion. In general, many medical organizations include, it's not really an opinion, this is true what it's saying here. Many medical organizations, including World Health Organization and American Medical Association recognize gender transition as a valid medical treatment for gender dysphoria, a condition in which an individual experiences significant distress due to mismatch between their gender identity and their assigned gender at birth. So there's a little bit. So what people are worried about is, well, that sounds pretty woke to me. Um, but I think a lot of it is also going to depend on how you ask the question and how you put back in it. i got to take a break. When we come back, I've asked it some other questions, and I'll explain a little bit more to you. How do you think this will help your life or hurt your life? You got any thoughts about it? I think this is a big deal. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. What they're saying is this is going to be a part of our life this year. That in 2023, this is going to start changing how we do stuff in our jobs, in our life, um, other things. 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. Scott Furrow, your host. I'll be back as the Wednesday edition continues. Stay tuned. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Text Scott right now in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. We're talking about a new technology that is going to revolutionize the world. It's coming out now this year. A new subscription service is available for it today, but you can also use it for free. It's called ChatGPT. And uh, I'm wondering how you think about it. In the first segment, I had it write a Bible study for me. I said, uh, do a Bible, do a short sermon on First John, and it cranked one out in 15 seconds. And it was pretty good. And I've asked it some other questions that uh, I'll share here to you, but I want to get to your calls on the subject. The number is 888-528-2557, 888 Eric in Placentia, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, Pastor Scott. How are you? I'm good, Eric. How are you? Good. This is my second time calling. You know, I just wanted to say before we talk about the AI quickly, last week uh, your guest was fantastic and you did a good job uh, putting him in there for you. Oh, while thank you. Enjoyed you. Vacation. Pastor Dudley's great. Anyways, yeah. yes, he was very nice and uh, knowledgeable. You know, the thing about AI that I have a question about and is probably you do and other students of eschatology is that how does it play into that because it's coming at a very interesting time now that we and and, you know it's coming alongside cryptocurrency which also kind of plays a part of that no one can buy or sell without uh you know and that's a good way to control money right so the ai also has could be used for 
kind of that purpose of, of the end time. You know, I think that it's, uh, it's one of the concerns about it is that the AI, if people start to rely on this artificial intelligence for their information, for, for writing books, for writing sermons, for writing medical you know, procedures, for all of these things, uh, or for writing term papers in school, and it, it's excellent. It's got some problems, but it's very, very good. Then two things are going to happen. One is that most people are going to not have the ability to think for themselves because they never had to. And the second thing it's going to do is it's going to empower somebody to control that information. Does that make yeah, sense? Like a lot of things. Yeah. yeah, like a lot of things. I think you know, uh, the, there's both sides of the sword to a lot of things. Right. You know, a glass of wine could be medicinal, but it also could turn you into an alcoholic. Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, you know that that that's my view on it, and I think it's the common sense approach to that. But uh, thank you for uh, letting me on. All right. Thank you very much for your call. I appreciate that, Eric. Uh, and I think that uh, you yeah. make a really good point about that, that there's there's implications. Yeah, I do think that there's biblical implications for this, um, ultimately, in just technology in general and where it's going, right, is that at the end times, if somebody is able to sort of control who buys or sells or control different things like that, um, it is a... Um, how are they going to do that? Well, they're going to do that with this kind of uh, technology. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We're talking about uh, ChatGPT, which has been released, and a subscription program came in for, uh, for, uh, out for that today. What it does is, you know, if you're wondering where does it get its information, you can ask it just about any question on most topics. There's some it won't get into. Uh, and it will spit out in regular prose and excellent language a description of what that is. You can have it write long essays, short essays. I had it do a sermon in the last section here. And basically, it scrubs the internet for all kinds of information. It scrubs uh, anything you find on the internet. It goes into Reddit forums, which is an online database. People have lots of conversations. And it learns, basically, how to put together this information. Um, you know how you wonder sometimes if your your phone is recording you or you know you say something to your your Alexa or your Siri or whatever. Well, it goes up into the cloud. It goes somewhere. And if you click the, it's okay to, uh, you know, to analyze what I'm saying. The computer is learning for, it is learning how to respond to these issues. It is, it's an incredible, incredible thing. And, uh, you know, it's way beyond me as far as how the technology works, but it is gathering information from everywhere. And this is why it works much faster than the human brain and capabilities for putting out this information. 888-528-2557. Let's go to Mary in Cyprus. Welcome to Southern California Live. Hello. First of all, thanks very much for your show and having me on. Number one, I really agree with the lady who spoke about the pastor preparing a sermon. Yeah. Number one, he relies on the Spirit to guide him, and we're taking that away. Number two, it's awesome what they can do. And, well, the guy, Eric, just pretty much stole my thunder, because I'm thinking that this is a program that can be extremely articulate. And the more we develop these type of things, the less articulate and thought-provoking are people. They're taught what to think rather than how to think. Yeah, and I think that that's a huge that has a huge ramification. And like like Eric said, you know, this is what sounds like a setup for the end time. 
or if you want to be really silly and say the chin hat people, man, they're going to take it and, you know, tell you all lies. It's bad enough as it is on the Internet. And, uh, <laughs> well, that's you know. what maybe maybe it starts to uh, uh, give you information from certain tin hat people. Right. Then you're like, oh. You, how do we know? How do we know? And I think that's a big point. You said that with the pastor. You know, I can imagine as a pastor what a great tool this would be, but you still have to go through it. And you know, yeah, and you talked but, about you know the Holy Spirit. I think the Holy Spirit can use tools, but the temptation I think sometimes for pastors, really for anybody, teachers, anybody, is to just get the work done and not pray through what it is, what your congregation needs, or whatever your audience is. You you can do a Bible study on First John um, in multiple different ways. You can do fifty Bible studies on First John, and they can all be different. Part of the job in prayer and working with the Holy Spirit is what is the message that my audience that I'm going to be speaking to needs from First John right now. I'm not sure that this tool can do that. Are you still there, That's Mary? True. Yeah, it's yes, a I, yeah, and it I is true. and I think the I temptation is going to be to rely on this kind of thing rather than to learn. Exactly, exactly what I was trying to iterate. Yeah, that I, yeah. It is it is a danger because we take the easy way out. Yeah, it's remarkable. All right, Mary, thank you so much for your call. 888-528-2557. We're talking about uh, artificial intelligence and the new chat GPT, which is uh brilliant. Uh I asked a couple other questions here, you know, as far as like Christian questions. Uh there's a whole lot more that I can do, but I was curious. I said, um what is a biblical worldview? And this is what it said. A biblical worldview is a comprehensive perspective on the world and life that is grounded in the teachings and principles of the Bible. It seeks to understand and interpret all aspects of reality and existence through the lens of the Bible and its teachings on God, humanity, sin, salvation, and the meaning and purpose of life. A biblical worldview holds that the Bible is is the authoritative source of truth and seeks to apply its teachings to every aspect of life, including personal morality, social ethics, and political beliefs. Adhering to a biblical worldview involves living a life that is in alignment with the principles and values taught in the Bible and seeking to impact the world for good according to God's will and purpose. That's a pretty good definition. It, you know, I, I, it's, I'm amazed at that. And like I said, it cranked that thing out in seconds, just a few seconds. Um, chat GPT. That's what this is. Rick in Tahunga, welcome to Southern California Live. Rick, yeah, this 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 is Rick in Tahunga. I'm not in Tahunga. I'm just I'm driving. I was driving through what I told your screener. Anyway, I was excuse me, excuse me. The um, what I was trying to bring up is that in the Bible it says that in the last days, in uh, Daniel uh, twelve four talks about people going to and fro, which we are doing, and that, that in the last days, knowledge will increase, which is going on right now. I believe we're in the last days. Knowledge is definitely increasing. It's increasing in the ways that you're mentioning today on your show. It's increasing in the, in our cars we drive. Look, we're driving uh, uh, electric cars. They're going to electric trucks. I mean, we're going nuts with it. But it's it's happening where knowledge, in many ways, is increasing. Now, is that a good thing? I don't know for sure. 
but I know that that's what the Bible says is going to be happening. Yep. And we're watching it happen all the time. Well, and I think one of the big points here, and, and about that. yeah, and Rick, I think that you're you're right to to bring that up. I think one of the points about this is that yes, knowledge is increasing, and it's great to have access to this knowledge. But knowledge is not wisdom. You can have a lot of knowledge and be an idiot. You know, you can have a lot of knowledge and not know what to do with it. The Bible talks to us about wisdom, okay? Uh, and see, and that's the other thing that the Bible says, is that there's an increase of knowledge, but a lack of wisdom in the last days. And I think that that is where we're going to go. And that's really a, a part, when we're talking about any kind of technology, there's knowledge and it's exciting, but where's the wisdom? You watch the Jurassic Park movies, what's the theme of those movies? is that science is able to accomplish these amazing things, but they didn't bother to ask. They asked whether or not we could do them, but they didn't ask whether or not we should. That's the greatest line from the first Jurassic Park. And all six of those movies, it's the same thing. You know, science keeps accomplishing things, um, but without wisdom, without understanding how the world goes. And uh, that is probably a big a big piece of it. Uh, 888-528-2557. Blanca from Redondo Beach. Welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, Pastor Scott. Thank you so much. Yeah. Glad to have you back. Thank um, you. Wow. Wow. Um, so, wow. Uh, Eric, Mary, Rick, everybody. I mean, you have, <laughs> I consider myself blessed to be amongst all these smart people, because let me tell you something. This thing that's happening, it might be amazing, and yes, it's great, and and it's quick, but the problem is that we're losing so much. The kids they don't need more temptation to do less. I mean, I tutor kids, and mm. they're getting slower and slower. I mean, third graders that can't subtract. What is going on? Yeah. And then this thing about control, it's happening right now. I really believe that this AI is coming out now because it is it is something that whoever it is that's coming up with, you know, the, the creation of all these ideas and, and wanting to extend life and you, you don't have to die— Knowledge without wisdom, what you said, it's it's so true. We are moving at God's speed towards the end times because it's too late now to stop and, and, and think, is this good for us? Should we do it? No, we're on a highway to just, we want more information, more information. But who knows? Yeah. Right now, all the people that with this woke, how things that are not right and they're supposed to be the right way, Maybe the AI is going to pick up on all of that. I mean, they're trying to shut up the the, the truth. Yeah, how can so the how can the computer? I got to go to a break. Exactly. Uh, I got I got to go to a break. You know what's an untruth? Yeah. If that's what's being stated as law. I got to go to a break, Blanca. But I appreciate your call, and uh, you know, I think this is where we've got to be awake to what's happening in the world, particularly the wisdom of it. Remember when, if you're old enough, I remember you know in grade school they always we couldn't use a calculator for our math because they would say. Well, you're not always going to have a calculator with you. That's what teachers told us, right? You're not always going to have a calculator with you. And then when I was in the eighth grade, I was a, kind of a nerd, which I know is surprising to you. And I got a calculator watch. And now we all have a calculator with us everywhere we go. And my kids, uh, they're allowed to use in school sometimes a calculator. Most of the time not, which at the school they go to, that's good. But the, the downside is, is if we don't learn, if we don't learn how to actually do the math or do the science or other stuff, then we're just taking stuff for granted. It's a big deal. All right, when we get back, um, I'll take your calls. I see all your calls on there. I'll get to you on there. And, uh, you know, we're going to have an event here uh, called Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile. It's coming up on February 20th. It's at 7 p.m. And, uh, you know, we're, we have the opportunity to talk with Dennis Prager and Eric Metaxas 
uh, and really get to understand the difference between Jews and Christians and what they believe. I asked ChatGPT what are the differences between what how Jews and Gentiles view the Bible, and uh, I'll share that with you as soon as we get back and take your calls on ChatGPT. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll be back as the Wednesday edition continues. Stay tuned. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. The issue was the divinity of Jesus and the Trinity. That is the, that is the arena of, that's where the separation into another religion came, not over the Messiah issue. Jews thought that, uh, um, what's his name, the, the, the revolt, the... Uh, well, I know Shabtai's feet. Yeah. Well, here's one that nobody here the knows. Maccabees. Except, yeah, that's right. Judah the Maccabee. Uh, you know, the, the, there was a lot of people that were regarded. Half the Jewish people, including m- many of its leading Orthodox figures, thought thought that a Turkish Jew named Shabtai Tzvi in the 17th century was the Messiah. So w- w- that that didn't make a new religion. The Shab the Sabathians, as they were known, and the non-Sabathians. Uh, but the it was the messianic that was Dennis Prager and uh, and that was Eric Metaxas in the background explaining um, one of the reasons that Jews and Christians are different religions today and I play that for a couple of reasons one is because there's a great event and I'm going to get your calls here in just a second on the chat GPT uh, so hold on here but I want to let you know about this it's a I think it's a great opportunity it's called Ask a Jew Ask a Gentile and it's going to be live with Dennis Prager and Eric Metaxas and I'll be moderating it. It's on Monday, February 20th uh, at 7 p.m. at Pasadena First Church of the Nazarene. Monday the 20th is President's Day, right? So a lot of businesses are off. Traffic will be easy. I want to encourage you to go. You can go to kkla.com, Los Angeles, Salem Station, kkla.com. If you're listening to San Diego, you can get the link at kkla.com and click on the Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile banner. It'll tell you more about the event and you can get tickets there. Uh, Get tickets right away for this event. You, you know, as believers, sometimes we just assume that we understand what Jewish people think about the Messiah, about who Jesus is, about why there's a difference. And here you heard Dennis talk about one of the issues that separates us is that Jewish people believe don't believe in the divinity of Jesus Christ, that that's one of the things that they think is completely why, you know, he wouldn't be the Messiah. And I think that we're going to learn a lot at this. And, you know, in this hour, we've been talking about artificial intelligence and the dangers of essentially not learning, the dangers of just taking a computer's word for it about things, as good as that computer might be, nothing can replace this live event with uh, these two great guys. Eric Metaxas, Christian writer, he wrote a book called Bonhoeffer, it's excellent. He wrote a book called uh, Letter to the American Church, and uh, I think you should read that book. You will agree or disagree with that book, but it challenges us to take a look at what's happening in the world today and to really think forward as to where a lot of these issues are taking us and what the church needs to do. Both Dennis Prager and Eric Metaxas will be on the show next week, so we're excited to have them. And the sh- the program is called Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile. It's a Jewish-Christian dialogue. Uh, we're going to have a great time, too. Those, these two have uh, done these conversations together. You've heard these in these clips we're using. It's hilarious uh, and also informative. We're just going to have a great time. It's Monday, February 20th, 7 p.m., 
Uh, there is a VIP reception at 5 p.m. too if you want to come and meet those guys. So check it out. Go to kkla.com. Click on the Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile banner. Get your tickets right now or later today if you're driving or pull over and drive. Don't do it while you're driving. Just don't do that um, and do that. So I decided because this is coming up, uh, I'm going to ask Chat GPT, which is this um, uh, artificial intelligence service that has come out and it's changing the world. What is the difference between uh, Christianity and Judaism. What is it? What's it going to say? Um, and so here's the question: What are some ways that Jews and Christians differ about the Bible? And I'll give you these really quick because I do want to get to your calls. Um, and it's it sets this up. If you haven't been listening, it prints this out in paragraph form. Jews, Jews and Christians have different interpretations and understandings about the Bible, which can lead to differences in beliefs and practices. Some of the ways which they differ are include, and then colon, and then it numbers them. One, two, three, four, five. Number one, canon. Jews consider the Hebrew Bible or the Tanakh the authoritative text, while the Christians also include the New Testament. Messiah. Jews await a future Messiah when Christians believe that Jesus is the Messiah who has already come and died for the sins of humanity. I think Dennis Prager is going to expand on, on that and and uh, that's why you need more depth than this program is going to give you. Authority. Jews consider the Bible and tradition as sources of authority, while Christians hold that the Bible is the sole source of authority. Four, understanding of Jesus. Jews reject the Christian belief that Jesus is the Son of God, while Christians believe in the divinity of Jesus. That's what uh, Dennis was talking about in that clip. Salvation. Jews believe in the salvation through obedience to the laws of the Torah and good deeds, while Christians believe in salvation through faith in Jesus and sacrifice on the cross. These differences, among others, have led to distinct religious traditions and practices among Jewish Jews and Christians, despite their shared roots in the Abrahamic tradition. That's what it, it cranked out in 15 seconds. Uh, it's pretty good. It's not as good as Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile. It will never be that good. And that's, I think, one of the dangers is we don't want to lose the ability to think uh, and the ability to have wisdom, to take knowledge and judge whether that knowledge is true or false uh, or to take that wisdom, that knowledge is true and to apply wisdom to it. You know, the knowledge isn't really very useful if you don't apply wisdom. All right, let me get to these calls here. 888-528-2557. Thomas in San Pedro, welcome to Southern California Live. What do you think, Thomas? You still there, Thomas? All right, hold on, Thomas. I'm going to go to Todd in Huntington Beach. Welcome to Southern California Live. How are you doing, Scott? I'm good, Thomas. Or Todd? Todd, Yeah. <laughs> Um, first off, I appreciate what you do. I think you uh, help people see a lot of things in different perspectives. Thank and, uh, you. We need that more. <laughs> but uh, I just wanted to bring up one movie that I've seen back in the day. Uh, this was an 80s movie. It's called Time Bandit. You ever seen that movie? Uh, I think I saw that. I barely remember it, though, but I kind of remember the idea of it. Okay. So at the very end of this movie, basically there's a figure that kind of looks like the devil and he's sitting in front of a computer on a desk, and he says, ah, that's how I'll get him. And I think that's the age we're in right now. Yeah, it might be. Is that his wit's end, and I think he's, he's like, this is my last resort, and I know I can get him this way. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, thanks for your call, Todd, uh, Time Bandits is that movie, if somebody wants to go find it out there. Uh, it is uh, the the digital world we live in. It comes with incredible conveniences um, and also a lot of dangers. Uh, Nancy in Pasadena, welcome to Southern California Live. Nancy, you with me? Oh, yes. Hi. Hi. Sorry, Sorry about that. Listen, yeah, um, two things. One is about what you were just saying about the, the Christians and Jews. I know that's not what you're talking about right now, but I just wanted to share with you that I did go to a, a Passover, and they let um, 
they let pastors go, they let priests go from Catholic um, religion, and um, and then, of course, the rabbi was there. And just to share very quickly how wonderful that was, because everybody respected everybody's opinion, and I was able to, you know, catch up on the Bible and then ask them questions. And at the end of my conversation, I did ask, do you believe, are you open-minded enough to believe that Christ is the true Lord? And uh, the rabbi said, yes, we are open to that, and it's very possible. And that made me feel good. Yeah, you know, Dennis will say the same thing. Thank you, Nancy, for uh, your thoughts there. Uh, Shirley in uh, La Cunada. Hi. Hi, Shirley. Um, Thank you for your show also and for informing us about this chat GPT that exists. Um, When I try to write something that I want to share with the public, usually towards health or lifestyle, healthy lifestyle, I feel like if I'm going to do something meaningful, I look for scientific evidence for studies. Mm-hmm. In other words, I like to know what the sources are. Yeah. And then once I find the sources, if they've done some kind of scientific study, I want to know how many people are in it. Right. Certain things have to be double Blind I, just, yeah, I just have a few seconds here. Uh, I'm almost done with time, but I think I see where you're going with it. There's no sources attached to this, I'm noticing. I have no idea. Just chat GPT. I don't know where they got the information. I think it's a huge danger. Yeah, that's a super good point, Shirley. Thanks for your call. All right, Titus, just a few seconds. Studio City, Titus. Oh, hi there. Uh, I just want to preface this and say that I'm a ninth grader. So, uh, yeah. This is like a young- Go ahead. I'm sorry. I only have a few seconds. So what are your thoughts? Uh, basically, my thoughts are, is, uh, you know, a lot of this uh, chat GPT, uh, right, it can, it could be used for both good and bad things, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of students, uh, they don't, they don't want to like use chat GPT right away. They, they sometimes like want to do the work first. But, like, right. Uh, hey, Titus, okay. I have a, I have a hard break coming up. Um, can I get your number, my producer? Maybe we'll call you back uh, later this week about this. Is that possible? All right, Titus, I'm going to put you on hold. Sorry about that, Titus. It's great. I'm glad that you're ninth grader and you're listening. And actually, your insight on this is something that we want. So maybe on Friday when we do open line, we'll call you back uh, and get your number there. Or you can call us back. i got to be done. Thanks for this discussion. The num- uh, This is Southern California Live. Scott Furrow, I will see you again tomorrow from 3 to 5. God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.